there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. I am so glad you're here. My name is Doyao. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera. And this is our daily morning prayer podcast. Every morning, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we get together, say a little morning prayer, and then discuss the mood of prayer in our daily lives. We have a uh, live Zoom group who's with us to join us for this prayer, some steady, steady prayerers. Alessia, good to see you just joined in. We've got, I think, our most steady social media attendee, Gloria Chang, out in Calcutta, India, is with us on Facebook, as well as a few other Facebook listeners. And then we record all of them and send them out to our podcast land, and so there's lots of ways to tune in. But we're glad you're here. And um, first question we always start with is, Vera, how are you doing? <laughs> if I don't beat you to the punch, uh, which is, you usually get me to it. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try something new today. Ooh, I, you got me yeah, excited. You got me partially that? excited, partially nervous. <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot. I want to try, try something new today. And, put somebody uh, else on the spot. I'm cool, as long as it's not me. No, I'm not putting anybody on the spot, just myself. And uh, yeah, so that will be uh, to be revealed. You guys can see if you notice anything different about our prayer today. Oh, this is a like, we have to notice what's different thing. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it, won't, it won't be hard to notice. <laughs> so if you don't notice it, then- uh, What's different about our prayer today? My dear Lord, please give you material wealth, fame, <laughs> success. Lots, enemies. lots of fame and followers. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're going for. <laughs> Wait a minute. We shifted gears here. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we've been going the spiritual route. We just wanted to try the material route just to see, you know, double, triple, quadruple check. Make sure that's not actually where happiness is. And a Ferrari. Yeah, you got it. Saffron. Ferrari. Saffron color. A little renunciation and the uh, exuberance. Okay, bro, you got us ready. We're all going to be like paying close attention. What's different? Is it his accent? Is it? All right. So, okay, guys, let's let's uh, wearing a new ring now. I've always had these rings, Martha. Um, okay, so yeah, let's let's pause and let's let's dive in. Let's dive in. Take a moment to pause. Take some nice deep breaths. Just tell yourself right now that there's nothing that you have to do. There's nowhere that you have to be, but right here, listening to this prayer right now. Give yourself that permission to be with us 100%. To start to be with God a little bit more. setting your intention. What is it that you're seeking in your life? What is it that you're looking for, looking to experience more of? 
What is it you're looking to see in the world more of? And what are you willing to bring to the world in order to help support that? Just thinking about those qualities that are they're intrinsic, all those divine qualities, all that which you're seeking in your life, they are contained as the nature of your soul. They're within you. And so as we're invoking our intention, knowing that it will come to be, knowing that you already contain it, and that our relationship with our higher power helps to awaken all those dormant gifts and qualities of our soul. With that clear intention in your heart, giving yourself these moments right now to connect deeply with truth, to move beyond the scattered mind, to move beyond the limitations that we place on ourselves, to move into a space of wonder, a space of limitless opportunity, a space where we're redesigning and we're reawakening what's true. My dear Lord, you've given us so many guide maps to help us to navigate our way through this world, to navigate our way through this world in a loving and compassionate manner. That we can do so many things spiritually. We can meditate, we can practice so many rules and so many regulations. We can really put on a great external show, but none of that matters to you. What matters to you is the quality of our hearts, the quality of our soul, the quality behind our actions. So help us to build our character today a little bit more. Our character is built off of our actions. Those things which we do today build the future of who we will be. Help us to act with compassion in all of our situations throughout life. Help us to extend love where we see somebody is feeling disconnected from themselves. Help us to see all the opportunities that you present to us every single day of our life. Our day is filled with opportunities to love, filled with opportunities to respond in a way that makes you smile. Help us to recognize that it's not in being seen by the external world. It's not in having a, a perfect practice of yoga or meditation or religion. It's not in that, but it's in the state of our heart. It's in our consciousness. It's in our intention in life. But are we here to serve? Are we here to give? Are we here to love? Or are we here to take? Are we here to control? Are we here to own others and whatever that may be in our life? And having that clarity of our hearts, we recognize that everything is your property. 
everything belongs to you. There's nothing in this world that actually is ours. It's all been lent to us. All the gifts of friendship, the different individuals that come through our life, all of the things that we have in our life, they're all gifts. And help us to recognize that they're your property and they're meant to be used in service to you and to every person who we come into contact with. That our life is meant for that service. We're built to uplift each other. So today, whatever state we're in, whatever's taking place in our mind and in our heart, to know that the solution for our life, the solution is in service. And when we begin to activate ourselves to see the opportunities to serve and seize those opportunities, we begin to feel that happiness, that fulfillment that's dormant within our hearts. Please help us to shape our character through our actions today, my Lord, in a way that makes you smile. We call out your names every single day. We call out like a baby for their mother and father. Let us be embraced by you today. Let us feel that closeness. Let us know that you're with us, helping us to navigate every situation in integrity, with character, and with a pure intention to serve. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Some love for the sounds, Vera. <laughs> okay. That's what you did different. <laughs> you got it, Doyle. People are loving that. So many people. Martha loves the sound. Isabel says, amazing. Alessia sent in a heart emoji. Gretchen, and that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Touching hearts. Mm, trying to touch mine. Trying to climb under, you know, peel away the layers and trying to touch my heart, trying to uh, mm -hmm, return back home. Thank you. Mm -hmm. the, um, Vera asked me a while ago, I've been, I was supposed to investigate how to incorporate sound or prayers, and then I never did. So Vera's like, I'm just taking this matter into my own hands and bringing in a, a, a speaker and I'm just gonna start playing it. The sweet sound. Uh, simple healing ragas, mor morning healing ragas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are you today, Doyle? Doing well. Um, yeah, doing good. We have a, today is also the Bhakti Center one day retreat, so that's going on. I'm inspired that so many of you are, are here with us today. Um, and uh, yeah, today's, and I'm just still in the space where like time is just blending in. Like it's the weekend again, like another weekend and what's the weekend? And it just still feels like that whole, uh, that's a blur of time. Like it's July almost basically, like it's almost July. And it feels like 
just getting used to the way things are right now. You know what I mean? That this is just a very new way of being and uh, just kind of getting, getting used to it. So, uh, so, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling well, feeling grateful, mm-hmm. feeling um, grateful for you taking time to pause us and recenter ourselves and get us grounded again. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was appreciating uh, yesterday, Daryl, and I had an opportunity with a, a, f- a few other friends to spend a little time with, with Radhana Swami. And he gave his time and energy super, super, super generously and was answering a lot of really um, important questions and with so much warmth, with so much compassion and grace. And, and it was... It was amazing because, you know, the answers to the questions were all beautiful and, and powerful and, and connected to truth. And, and, but it's the way that he answered them, like the warmth, you know, and the empathy and the understanding that he extended to each individual that asked the questions. But I feel like really it's like, it's like the feeling that we're left with, you know, the difference between a... Uh, a scholar that knows all the scripture and knows all the answers to life's questions, you know, but it just kind of comes, comes through a little robotic maybe, or a little bit kind of sharp and cold, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really have the same effect, you know, doesn't have the same effect of penetrating deeply into the heart and actually, you know, entering in and, and transforming the heart and transforming the consciousness and, and so I was really deeply appreciating that and, and, and that just the general, you know, yeah, the general principle of spiritual sound and association. That those principles, that the way bhakti is transferred, the way that love of God, the way that spiritual awakening is transferred is from heart to heart. Each person is carrying within their, their own heart love. And when we're accessing it, we're connecting to it, then it becomes readily available to whoever it is that we come into contact with. It comes through our thoughts. It comes through our words. It becomes the filter for our, our life. And, and the power of being with somebody with, with a pure heart, you know, that, that it's like, you know, it's just my, you know, I think so much, so many of us will share this if we've spent a little time with Radhana Swami that, it's so clear that his heart is here to serve. There's nothing else. There's nothing else going on in there. You know, there's no ulterior motive. There's no separate agenda. He's not calculating what he can get from this exchange. It's really this, this high level of pure giving. And when that's coupled with pure spiritual sound, it transfers from heart to heart. It has this unbelievably transformative effect on heart and consciousness. And so just appreciating that, you know, so much the, the transformational effect that that time had on me and, and uh, the power of really just saturating ourselves with spiritual sound. You know, who, who are those individuals who our heart is touched by? You know, we feel our heart is touched by them. And we put ourselves, we just kind of like, you know, as closely as we can get during COVID and after and always as closely as we can get, you know, and not, not necessarily physical proximity, but 
closeness of heart, closeness of, of sharing a vision, closeness of, of appreciation, of gratitude for that person, like letting that come close, letting that touch our hearts and transform our hearts. And so I felt that yesterday, such an incredible um, group of, of uh, sincere seekers and practitioners of spiritual life and that in that environment, spiritual sound, what it, how it penetrates so deeply into the heart and consciousness. So many things that, that he was sharing yesterday that are coming to mind, but that was one that I, I really, you know, you know, and, and tying that into, yeah, tying that into, you know, a, a beautiful conversation we were having yesterday that this world, that there's an, an inevitable amount of pain that just comes with being in this world. It's just kind of like, it's part of the, part of the environment. And, and that pain doesn't necessarily equal suffering in our life. You know, suffering is a choice, conscious or unconscious. And that knowing that we're going to experience ups and downs that are inevitable in this world, to the, to the degree we're connected to other individuals that are, that are working to purify their hearts. And to the degree we're connected to individuals, we're in the center of those relationships with spiritual sound. And to the degree that spiritual sound and our connection with God is the center of our life, that as we go through the inevitable ups and downs that this world will bring to us, that we're able to stay connected to God throughout it. We're able to stay connected to our hearts throughout it. And those experiences of pain be can, can become the greatest catalyst for transformation and for awakening and for healing taking place in our hearts and our consciousness. And um, so just really deeply appreciating the, the reminder, the heart of Radhanaswani, the, the, the reminder, you know, how to bring our spiritual life you know, that much more to the forefront, knowing that there will be the inevitable ups and downs in life and that that's what allows for us to be able to, the Bhagavad Gita talking about so much about equanimity, it allows for us to be equipoised through all the, the changes that we'll experience in this, in this life. And um, so that, that, is, that is, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about this morning, how to, how to more so bring that spiritual sound, you know, we talked about filling the gaps a few days ago, how to that much more to bring that spiritual sound into the forefront to really give myself to it, give myself to, to allowing for it to not just to hear it through my ears, but to hear it from my heart, to let my heart yearn for it, to allow for my heart to be saturated in it. So, I mean, beautiful here. Man, I feel like you should just keep that uh, that morning healing ragas bensuri flute going behind you. It's like a it's a beautiful blending in. Everything you're sharing is so so poetic and so deep and so heartfelt. Um, what you mentioned about um, you know, I was thinking you know, like if if we want if we want to touch we at the very beginning you know we talk about touching the heart. Mm. Touch the heart it has to come from the heart. Mm -hmm. you know, if it comes from the mind, it's going to come. It's going to touch the mind. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, it's coming from the heart. It'll touch the heart. The mm -hmm. same, the same spiritual truth. Really, it's not. I think this is so much of the frustration that that many people experience, and especially in today's world with so much going on in terms of so many divisive opinions, 
belief systems, views, etc. And it's like, how do I get across to people? You know, and and I think and there's this there's this um, debate of spiritual bypass and how do spiritual values intersect with social justice, etc. And I think that the blend is that really where I'm coming from will so much determine how my message lands with other people. Mm. And that's what, that's what we experienced with Radhanath Swami. That's what you were sharing is that it wasn't just what he was saying. It was so much of where he was coming from that there's just this overwhelming feeling that this person cares about me. Mm. You know? And so sometimes we're trying to help people, but we're coming at it from such an angry place, trying to help you. And it's like, well, it feels like you want to rip my head off, you know? It's like, but I'm trying to help you. Damn it, you're trying to help you. It's like, okay. And then the wall goes up, you know? The wall goes up. And so, um, because we're so attached to the way that we want this person to change or be helped. And so I think that so much of it, this, this was a conversation also last summer. It was with a group of people. We were on a retreat and it was coming up so much, even before all of the, the, the protests and activism, activism that was taking place then, just today. And it was like seeing so much wrong and injustice in the world. What do we do about it? Mm-hmm. And one of the major steps is really check yourself and check in your own spiritual integrity. Because if mm-hmm. you're not in spiritual integrity, then you're coming at it, you know, just completely absorbed in the material modes of nature. And that's not going to get you very far. Mm-hmm. You know, that impact is not going to land very deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, I, Albert Einstein is attributed to that quote that says that no consciousness can solve a problem that started the very like no consciousness the same consciousness can't fix a problem which it created mm-hmm. you know? there's an evolution of consciousness that's required to change issues in our lives and other people's lives in the world and so there are practical things yes they need to be done but how we approach those things and from what place determines the effectiveness of all of them Mm-hmm. When you have a spiritual soul like Ranat Swami, we, we, that's, that's what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we don't need to scream and speak so loud. Just words will, will carry deep meaning and impact. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that those two, we kind of, um, we, uh, we, those, that balance is so crucial. And it's hard because it's easy to give into one or the other. Mm. Both of them are so crucial. And I think that, that what, whether it's in like large scale activism or whether it's just in one-on-one relationships, mm. you know what I mean? My, my interactions with my spouse or my partner or with my kids or with my boss or with my coworkers or just a friend, mm. you know, like where am I really coming from a place of, of care, of mm. love on a spiritual level? And that, that's not a mental exercise. That's not like a mental, I to think it's like, that's a spiritual awakening and transformation that is invoked by, by, by our sincere prayer. And that, that more than anything, I feel is the prayer revolution. Hmm. The revolutions that we're seeking socially, environmentally, politically, personally, are really spiritual evolutions. Hmm. Because without that spiritual integrity, it's just material energy just transforming itself and it'll just end up in a new um, manifestation of what it is currently. It'll just Mm. repurpose itself, recycle itself into a new manifestation. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was. It's actually very beautiful. My 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 wife, Rasika, she just uh, a year or so. It's just I don't know. I guess a year and a half ago, she finished her master's degree in environmental sciences, and she used the Govardhan Echo Village, which is a a, a, a spiritual environmentally sustainable community outside of Mumbai that Radhanath Swami founded. And, um, you know, she's been an environmentalist throughout her entire adult life. And she used the Echo Village as a case study that environmental sustainability divorced from spiritual principles itself is not sustainable. That environmental sustainability is simply a byproduct of spiritual consciousness. Mm. And that she used it as a, it's a spiritual community that has a natural affinity and affection for God, for others, sees everything as sacred. And therefore, it becomes like, if you just try to implement policies, and I mean, yes, these policies are important, etc. But we've struggled because we've never been able to actually push it through legislation because it's a consciousness shift that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's, 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 she used it as a case study. It's like, these people have figured out how to live in harmony with nature. And how do they do it? They did it by finding a spiritual center by which to live in integrity with. And these, and these various naturally environmental sustainability and respect for nature comes. Naturally respect for other people living entities comes. Mm. You know? And so I think that, that this idea of the prayer revolution is very much lead from the heart, lead from a God-centered point of view, lead from an idea that we have a common center that unites all of us. And from that place, we develop natural, genuine love for all living beings. And that will empower us to act and invoke change in a way that we never would otherwise if we're just acting out of our passions and our egos and our et cetera. And so mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up. That's what I was, that for me, that's what was inspiring for me. And that, that, that's a part of me that's easy to neglect. Mm. You need to neglect that part and just like, I got to get involved, get in the game, just without recognizing like, oh, my ability to make a difference in other people's lives is very much dependent on the depth of my own spiritual integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part that nobody sees. Mm. You know, you're not going to get awards for that. You're not going to get, you know, but you mm-hmm. see it in the lives of, of advanced spiritual souls. Mm-hmm. I see it in you, Vera. Mm-hmm. You pray with us. It's a mm-hmm. lifetime, a lifetime of going deep. That we're mm. all experiencing. Mm-hmm. You're not just rolling out of bed and rattling off some words to us. It's it's a lifetime of of dedication and humility and sacrifice mm. that we're experiencing through your words and through your heart. Mm. It touches our hearts, and therefore we get all kinds of heart emojis and flower emojis on the chat boards. And and I've never been good at this thing. This you got thing. it, bro. You got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing, this heart thing here. So uh, thank you for also leading that example, Fira. You are also a shining example of that. Thank you for your encouragement, Doyle. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, you're you're always encouraging, always uplifting, and and I'm I'm in the um, I'm in the infirmary, right? I'm in, I'm I met a heart doctor when I uh, went to New York in 2011. His name was Radhanaswamy, mm. and uh, he he started doing some very loving surgical operations it was it was actually it wasn't invasive he didn't cut anything it it was holistic healing it was done through spiritual sound and through love and showed me 
what I'm looking for in my life and gave me a family to practice it with, you know, and, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Radhana Swami. Thank you, all of you guys. Yeah, the greatest gift in my life. So. We love you, Veer. Mm -hmm. We love you so much. Love you too, bro. You're just a walking heart. Mm. You uh, have always, I've always, I've always, I've always told you this, and I've always believed it that you, um, Krishna has is so grateful for your service and so much in um can i tell a quick story i know it's already 9 31. i was reading i was reading from chaitanya mahaprabhu's leela the pastimes the biography of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu's an avatar of krishna and it's a longer story but without getting to the details which are out of context a little bit but there was basically a, a, a very advanced sincere devotee who felt without you know uh, very short version who basically felt that his life was useless because he couldn't offer the service that he wanted to offer and so he decided that he was going to give up his life decided he was going to give up his life and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being the supreme lord could know his thoughts and he said this this dear saint was named was Sanatan Goswami he said Sanatan Goswami your body is my property you have no right to steal another's property and use it for your own purposes. I have brought you into this world because there's a service that I want you to do that I myself will not be doing in this life. I have a very specific service. He wanted Sanatana Goswami to go to Vrindavan, which is the birthplace of Krishna. He wanted to erect beautiful temples, which are there. You go, to, you go with Veera in January to India or me in the fall in India, COVID willing see these beautiful temples. And I said, I want you to write books of spiritual literature, which he wrote and which are used as foundations of spiritual growth today for generations. And I, want, I need you to do this. So do not rob me of my property, which is your body that I've given you in this life for service. And then he embraced Anand Goswami and he infused him with empowerment and inspiration to perform the services in this life. And um, as I read that story and as I'm talking with you now, I just feel that like, that you are somebody, I mean, all of us have this within us, but I'm just specifically thinking of it with you that, that Krishna's just looking at you, just feeling like I have so much service that you are invested in power to perform in this life. So many hearts that you touch and so many, just your natural gift and way of connecting with people on the level of the heart. You, you embody so much that feeling of making people feel safe, of making people feel valued, connected and with so much selflessness and very non-envious and so um so i see you as somebody who's extraordinarily empowered and I'm so much i've always always been looking forward to next steps in your life and uh i'd like to all just uh, we can actually everybody just do me a favor actually if you're listening if you're at home on the screen or you're on facebook or if you're just listening to recording i just want you to just put your hands out and just i want to just shower a blessing on our good friend Vera right here, because the world will benefit from this man's continued empowerment and connection of heart. And uh, just say a, a, 
a gratitude of heart to Vera for leading us in prayer every day, a gratitude of heart to Vera for sacrificing so much of his personal life, financially, career-wise, personally in relationships, sacrificing so much to give for others completely, living in a continuous prayer of how can I give my whole life in service and of gratitude for all of the, the, the continued future service that he will do that will touch hearts around the world. And so just, we'll chant one Maha Mantra as we end today. Together, we can all chant together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you. Thank you for touching my heart, Vera. Always. I always told my wife for Sikh, I'm going to get a bracelet. What, what would Vera do? I'm always lead from the heart. No problem. So, thank you for being with us every day. Thank you guys all for tuning in on Zoom, on Facebook, in podcast land. And uh, we are always here for you. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Mm. Thank you, Doyle. Thank you for your love. Thank you for uplifting all of us. Grateful. Thank you, Bear. Have a beautiful day, guys. Beautiful, empowered day. Be let your hearts be touched today. Let those tears come. Let your heart be touched. Don't move so quickly or swiftly or rashly that you, you can't feel your heart. Let your heart be touched today. Before we sign off, we can officially end the recording for our podcast recording, but I'm going to mute everybody just to share how much you love Vera. <laughs> you guys are unmuted. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you. Amazing human beings. Yeah, you guys bring a smile to my face and open my heart every single morning. It's lovely to have this little sangha here. Just amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. I feel like you two are my heart doctors. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for your love. Thank you for inspiring us. You're on my health plan too. Thank you. <laughs> we're covered we're covered the low deductible <laughs> I'm grateful thank you guys thank you for your love thank you thank you, thank you. beautiful day guys love you thank you thank you thank you have a great day bye bye everybody